At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Lombardi Line with Ben Wilson and Mike Pritchard on VSEN. Hey, everybody, and welcome in. It is another edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM with the former NFL executive, Michael Lombardi. I'm Ben Wilson. Normally, Michael, Tuesdays are your off days, but after the scintillating Monday night game last night, you couldn't help yourself. Great to see you back. Oh, it's good. I'm fit, I'm fitting in for Mike Pritchard today, so it's no problem. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm course. here. You know, you know. So you have to move things around, but it's good to be with you, Ben. I'll be with you again tomorrow. So, uh, and then Mike's going to take over on Thursday. I have to do something for my book, so I appreciate the juggling of the schedule with our our uh, man John Goulet and everybody here at Vice. And so. I'm here, and we could talk about, uh, I thought, an interesting game, to say the least, last night. I would say interesting is a interesting word to describe what happened last night. 30-29, to 29, Chiefs get the win, and that only scratches the surface of where we go here, Michael. We'll just start at the end game, work our way back. You've been very vocal about different decision-making stretches by head coaches throughout the first five weeks of the NFL season. Mm-hmm. So let's go right to 429 on the clock, one-point game. Raiders score a touchdown to pull within one, and then head coach Josh McDaniels go for two. If you're in the Raiders' room, you like that or don't like that? <laughs> I do not like it. I, You know, I, I, I mean, I don't know if it's old school, but I believe you take the points. You give your team a chance. You tie the game. See what happens. You know, in the second half of that game, the Raiders couldn't get off the field. Third and 17 got converted. They, they only had the ball for a little over 10 minutes in the second half. So, you know, I, I felt like, What's the risk-reward, right? To me, that's always what I'm playing. If we get it, we go up by one. Does that really matter? 
Does it really matter? Will it change how Kansas City's mindset begins the drive? No. If we tie the game, Kansas City has to be aggressive but cautious. They can't punt it back. They don't want to make a mistake. They've got to be able to move the ball but also play attention to the clock. Andy Minute in a four-minute situation. Okay. And then if we miss it, then they're really in true four-minute, right? They're true four-minute, and mm-hmm. they're just trying to eat away the clock, and they won't be as aggressive as they typically are. However, the Kansas City Chiefs in four-minute are, are not a normal four-minute team. They throw the ball. You know, they brought Skylar Moore in off the bench. He didn't play all game. He didn't play all game until that last drive. And they threw him two passes out there because they don't really want to run the ball inside. They know they can't really win that. So the Raiders were fortunate to get the stop. I mean, it played out the way I think the analytics said this is the way we should go. For me, I would have kicked the point. I know you love analytics. I'm sure you would. You love the move. No, I, it, what's funny, the analytics basically came out to a coin flip on that play. And as we talked about last week, there's nuance in all these decisions, especially when you get to the more coin flippy type moves on the analytic front. To me, it's like, as you point out, we really stop in Kansas City either way. Don't you don't you at least put yourself in a position to have a tie game and with all three of your timeouts still to go, there's a, a long way for the game to still play out. And probably the one thing that's lost in the discussion is the fact that the Raiders were so efficient moving the ball. We see on as we see the stats from how everything played out last night, almost seven yards of play, Michael. So if you're Kansas City, you're going to be aggressive regardless, knowing you don't want to give the Raiders the ball back. And what's funny is the Chiefs ended up having to give the Raiders the ball back despite being, as you pointed out, pretty aggressive in an overall four-minute stretch. So it's one of those things where you can kind of quibble either way, but like I don't really understand what the difference is between being even in the game and, and up one in the game where you figure Kansas City, being by being aggressive, is going to get into field goal position regardless. So all it's really doing is just putting your own defense, which at that point had uh, had given up, again, over five yards of play, slightly better than at least what the Chiefs had allowed defensively. You're just putting a defense that hadn't been able to get a stop most of the night on its heels. And don't you think, too, when you have, if you're the Raiders and you're going up against the arguably the best red zone target in the NFL and Travis Kelsey, how are you letting him get open four separate times in end zone situations? To me, that's where you lose the game if you're the Raiders and you're unable to no doubt. figure out scheme in the most important parts of the field. That, that's, a, that's a total head scratcher for me when you look back at how the Raiders defended Kansas City overall. Well, I mean, I think they did a wonderful job on Kelsey other than when they got to the red zone. The guy averaged 3-6 a catch. They completely took him out of the game. They they jammed him. They did everything. He was a target eight times. He got four touchdown passes. They miss a tackle on one, right? You know, they're in man coverage, and he runs away from the safety on another. You know, they, they run a really good pick play. They didn't call it. They ran a pick play when he ran to the flat, and he brought back underneath, and they picked the two corners so they couldn't get him in. Yet they called a pick play on the Raiders earlier, you know. So, I mean, give the Chiefs credit here. They devised ways to get them the mm-hmm. ball in the red zone. They deserve it. But I, I think, to me, that's the story. And I think that, that heightens itself to another conversation, Ben. As I wrote about this morning for Visa, and it should go up here momentarily, is there are bigger issues in Kansas City after that game. I thought Andy Reid's facial expressions when he exchanged handshakes with Josh McDaniels kind of told the story. Like, their margin for error is not as great as it once was, but especially when you take Kelsey out of the game. They've got to put together a lot of long drives. 
They don't make explosive plays. I mean, when you look at the drive chart after the game, right, they had four drives of over 10 plays. They had five of over eight plays. I mean, they have to be methodical in their approach. And are they going to be able to be that dynamic in the red zone and that methodical when they play against other better defenses? Because let's face it, this Raiders defense with Crosby and Chandler, they were good. But that's not an elite defense in the back end of the of the thing. So I kind of thought, you know, here's this Raider team. They're one and four. They're not a really a one and four team. They mm-hmm. let another game get out of their grasp. They had it right there. All they have to do is get that pick up that third and one. You know, when they threw the ball to to uh, uh, to Adams that they that ruled a catch, but it wasn't a catch. I mean that those two plays really are, at the end of the day, in spite of everything, cost the Raiders because they had a chance to really. To, to get a chance to get it in field goal. They turn the ball over at their own 46. They get 10, 15 more yards. They're going to be able to win the game, and they by not getting that first down really hurt them. And with the automatic, it seemingly, believe we believe it to be, leg of Daniel Carlson, who has been so good throughout his short NFL career, you figured that would have been a, a perfect scenario if Adams is, uh, is able to at least avoid the bobble going out of bounds. As you point out, you're, you're right there. And that's where the whole penalty discussion comes in, too, where we can sit here today and say, Kansas City, 4-1, 2-0 at home. Everything looks fine on the surface. But if the penalty situation doesn't go the way it did in the second half, where the Raiders are called for nine different non-pre-snap penalties in the second half compared to the Chiefs' zero, including a defensive hold on a field goal, the first time we'd ever seen a defensive hold called on a field goal attempt since 2015 when the Raiders' Khalil Mack was called for one. That was on a missed field goal, Michael. So if that penalty were not to have been called, which the replay showed, there was zero basis for making that defensive hold. How does that guy keep his job? How does the guy that made that call keep his job? Because he's cost people jobs. I mean, not that my son's the offensive coordinator of the Raiders. I mean, look, I wrote about this at the beginning of my column. So people have to understand the history between the Raiders and the Chiefs. And this is more than just a normal rivalry game, right? Like, yes, that this is AFC West and two teams from the AFL, but this is way deeper. This is goes back. This is lineage problems. You know, Al Davis was the commissioner of the league in the AFL, and there was an old rule, Ben. This is well before you were born. There was an old rule that we were never going to sign any veteran players from the NFL or the AFL, assuming the team didn't want them. When the Buffalo Bills wanted to re-sign Pete Gogolak, the kicker, of all things, a kicker, the the New York football giants who are having kicking issues, they're holding outsided. We don't care if Buffalo wants Gogolak back. We're signing him. And they signed him. And they launched a bomb, and the war was declared, and Al Davis was furious. And so the next two weeks, the AFL started signing veteran NFL players to future contracts. Roman Gabriel, John Brody, Mike Dicka, all got huge contracts with the AFL. Little did Al Davis know that Tex Schramm and Lamar Hunt, owner of the Chiefs, are negotiating an AFL-NFL settlement in the parking lot of Love Field in a car. And unbeknownst to Al, the deal was reached. He was furious, furious as the commissioner. He wasn't even privy to those deals. And Lamar Hunt made the deal. So to me, this this the bloodlines that goes back. And every time we would play the Chiefs, we always felt like the league was going to get. We had Larry Nemers for three games in a row referee the game. Three years, and he's from Springfield, Missouri. And we would get horrendous calls, horrendous calls. So, it, like, it doesn't ever – I don't understand it. 
I'm a Raider. I've, I've never really mm-hmm. thought the officials, but in this, this rivalry, it happens. That call last night, I mean, I don't have the sound on, so I'm not paying. I'm just watching it. Like, to me, it was – I don't even know where that guy got that call. I have no idea. Phantom defensive hold on a missed field goal, which if no call were to be made, again, there had not been a defensive hold called on a field goal attempt in seven years of the NFL. If that doesn't happen, Raiders get the ball back with just over nine minutes to go, down by one. Then after they score the touchdown with over four minutes left, then you obviously go for two because you're up 29-24. And the whole discussion about the McDaniels decision is a moot point. We saw the Chiefs stall out around midfield. Who knows how the end game plays out? But it's an entirely different conversation on the on the Chiefs going forward now as a easy four and one team as we sit here today versus what would have happened if they were faced with that adversity down by five late in the game, is it not? Yeah, I mean, look, it is. I mean, you know, look, you could say, well, I mean, the worst thing that happened to the Raiders was the officials calling pass a uh, rough in the passer on on Chris Jones because they spent the entire second half making up calls. I mean, the pick play on Mac Hollins. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you? Ki- I mean, that put them in such a hole on a drive. They had first and ten. They were moving the ball on that drive, and they put them back. I mean, it was Carl Sheffer's worst performance. In fact, somebody should get fired over that game. Carl Sheffer's, who now his crew lead the league in penalties per game. It's been a long history with him specifically, and the latest chapter was shown showcased in the worst possible way last night. I completely agree with what you say. That The Chandler Jones roughing call after that, complete flip of the script in, in every sense. Chiefs outscore the Raiders 23-12 after that, <clears throat> 9 to no, to 0 uh, non-pre-snap penalties by Vegas after that. All right, just getting started here on the Lombardi line. We talk a bunch of week six injuries next on the show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on this trip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. A really fun show on tap for our Tuesday edition of the Lombardi Line. Will Hill, our recent contributor, joins us a little bit later this hour. We also have Howard Bender coming on from Sirius XM Fantasy, uh, talking all things NFL at the 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern hour. And then Josh Applebaum. Our Market Insights podcast host and VEASAN Daily Morning Bet's going to stop by it, uh, at the 1.30 p.m. hour as well. So back with Michael Lombardi. I'm Ben Wilson. Uh, One final. Yeah, I sorry, Michael. Question. Go ahead. I have, I have a question for you. you. You're an analytical guy. And, you know, last weekend was very frustrating for, for me to watch some of these teams, especially uh, the Chargers-Cleveland game, which mm-hmm. was a mind blower in both directions. But. You know, forget Staley's decision, which I think was really malpractice at the highest level. But I want to ask you this question, and and I want you to, and I'm I'm not being I'm not being a jerk here. I want you to explain to me why this was a good idea, because I can't for the life of me get around it. So you have the ball. You're the Cleveland Browns. You have the ball on the 25 yard line. You're facing fourth and inches. You have five minutes to go in the third quarter. Five minutes to go in the third quarter. 
you're Kevin Stefanski. And somewhere an analytical book said we should go for it. Can you explain that decision? Because here's what I have a hard time with. What's the reward? What's the reward? The reward for Staley was the game's over. I get that. The reward for teams that do it in the red zone, they score points. I get that. What is the reward for for Kevin Stefanski going for it in the third quarter at his own 25? He gets three more plays if he gets it? At the at the point of the game when it happened, 8.51 to go in the third quarter of a 24-21 game. And you're decided to go for it fourth and inches on your own 34, Kareem Hunt stuff for a loss of four. Michael, I didn't I didn't agree with the move in real time. I, the only justification you could say is you have one of the better running games in the league and you you almost expect at the with the way your offensive line has performed and with your running game against an atrocious Chargers run defense, you just expect that that's almost a given to pick up. But it's ignoring the rest of the context, which is like you say, the risk reward in that position by not getting it, you're now giving the ball back to the Chargers essentially uh, on the doorstep of the red zone where there's so much time left, a three-point game, there's there's so much nuance still to to be played out in that spot. I, I didn't like it in the moment. I had a Browns plus two-and-a-half ticket, and I'm thinking, what are you doing? It, it's the classic case of, like, the truth serum, right, when we talk about his betters. Like, if you have a wager on a specific team, you, you internally are naturally going to decide for yourself. Like, what what do you think is the right decision? And that, that wasn't, uh, to me, kind of goes back to what we talked about, though. Like, I'm, I'm not a prisoner of just the general analytics in every single sense. I mean, analytics said far and away, Staley going for it was the right decision on fourth down late in the game. Did I think that was right? No way. Why, why would you, as you pointed out, why would you put yourself in that position as a team, fourth and one in your own territory with two minutes to go and nursing a two-point lead? Doesn't make I any sense. Know, explain to me who writes this analytics. Like, who said that was the right thing to do. Like, where does that come from? Is that artificial intelligence? I mean, I'm, I'm not being a jerk no, here. Is yeah, that it, like, who says that that's the right thing to do? Right. Essentially, what that is, it's curating hundreds of hundreds of thousands of plays of, da- of data into the win probability models, which essentially say, if you're... But they're never right, those win probability models. Have you ever paid attention to them? Has anybody I'm kept score not, on I'm them? I'm not disputing you on that. Has anybody that's kept score on the win probability? I mean, I laugh at that when that comes up. I mean, like, I, I mean, if win probability models were so beneficial that everybody who listens to this program and listens to our network would be would be competing with Jeff Bezos for, <laughs> for the richest people in the world because you would be betting in-game. You yeah. would be betting in-game and making a fortune. Like, I mean, I don't understand it. Like, I don't know how anybody can stand in front of me and say the analytics said Staley did the right thing. Like, where where's that data coming from? It's, where where does again, that data support it? Like, I can make up any data to support myself. Right. Like, I don't agree with what the Raiders did. You know, I, I would tell that to Josh McDaniels. I would tell it to my son. I don't have a problem telling anybody. I would ask you this. What do you think Bill Belichick would have done if he would have been in that situation? He would have probably kicked the extra point. Like, I tend to go with Belichick on most things when it comes to game management. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. I don't know. He must be a, he's a horrible coach, I realize. You know, <laughs> it's the only reason he's won is because of Tom Brady. So call me crazy. He's only won a handful of Super Bowls at his time, one Bill Belichick. I'm just explaining, the, yeah. you know, the, where this comes from, and it's why it, it becomes maddening but, but for you, us But as people veterans. explain it like we have to accept it. Like, I don't understand it. Pro Football Focus tells me that Jamar Chase is the 40th best receiver in football. I'm supposed to accept that? 
Like, I do this for a living. I've watched players my whole life. Like, you're telling me that you're doing this and you're putting this out there on national television? What kind of con are you running? Like, what kind of scam are you operating? You know, I gave Vegas Dave a lot of crap. Thank God he's gone away. But, I mean, this is worse than Vegas Dave. I saw them put out the – would we see the PFF scores come up on Sunday Night Football? I I thought of you as soon as Jamar Chase. 40th, that was the the grade, Michael, out of – what, 100-some qualifiers? They put Jamar Chase... I, I mean, I don't understand it. Like, how has this just become accepted? Like, how is that an accepted thing? Okay, Staley did the right thing by analytics. I want to know. I want to know the analytics. I want to know. Like, I want to know. I'm trying to learn. I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to understand it. I get if the ball goes from the two to the one... If you get offsides, you go for it. I get that. Matt Rule did that in his mm-hmm. last game as the Carolina Panthers. It didn't work out, right? Okay, I get it. All right, you know, I, I I could understand both sides of that. I wouldn't have done it, but I could understand both sides. This I don't understand. Kevin Stefanski going for it, and and then this is two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, he's lost two games because of his decision making in game that is somehow supported by analytics. Like you can you can't not and you can't touch him because. He's an analytical yeah. guy. Yeah. No, look, I, I don't dispute at all what you're saying. And I, as I say, I'm, just because the numbers say one thing doesn't mean a blanket every time statement. You say, well, they did the right thing. That's, that's how it, it works. If I just read this off to you on this, the, this Chargers-Browns endgame scenario. So they say, go for it. A 70% success rate on fourth and one. That's, again, what the numbers are saying. Again, that's a can, lie. That's so a lie. You know why? That's the first can, part. Can I, no, stop right there. Stop right there. That's a lie. Okay. That's a lie. 70%. Who 70% is that? Okay. Who 70% is that? All right. I just went over it today. You know, I just went over it today. Like, what are the Chargers on, on Reds? What are the Chargers on fourth down? Like, Jacksonville's the 22nd worst fourth down team. Doug Peterson keeps going for it. Last yep. year, they were 10th. I mean, so, like, where does that come in? Where's that 70 number come from? It's not, it's not there. It's not even close to being there. Like, I don't understand. Like, we throw these numbers around. I mean, like, it's like, like we're, we're actually talking about something that makes sense. I mean, like, it doesn't make any sense. And that's, well, I, it, I'm going to no, get it here. Fourth down, right. fourth down conversions pro game. I'm going to get it for you here. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, they are tied with, no, no, they only have one. That's per, convert. Hold on just one second. I, I okay. mean, like, at some point, <laughs> we're going to get to the facts of this matter. Yeah. Well, I, what I can tell you is the, those numbers are taken from just raw. League-wide scenario. So fourth and one rates in the NFL on non-goal-to-go situations. Just general, like this season, raw fourth and one rates are 70%. So that's where they're taking that from. But it doesn't factor in anything else. That's just that, Those are just the raw overall numbers from football outsiders, which is that in general, non-goal-to-go situations, teams are 70% on fourth and one, which is why you're then seeing that, that number put in as a potential success rate, which means when you add that in, you now say for the Chargers, if you fa- if you succeed, obviously it's 100%. They're saying with failure, it is still a 60% win rate, which, again, do we really agree with that when you're giving the ball to Cleveland the Chargers on, are, on their own the Chargers are converting The Chargers are converting fourth downs at 45%. Last year they converted – they're 19th in the league. Last year they converted them at 64. And that's the whole point. That's the whole crux of this argument, right? The, the numbers are not taking into account the specific team situations. They're just taking the raw data, which is you've made very good points on – in a lot of situations is flawed. It just is. It can't, because the stats can't, they automatically can't take into account every single situation you're going to get. Uh, but that's just, well, that's the, why that's you're paying why. the coach $5 million a year to make those decisions. Like, okay, exactly. if I punt this ball back to them, that puts it to a drop back pass game. Their offensive line's not great at drop back pass. 
I've already admitted I could cover them, so what do I care? If I keep the ball at the 48, they can, they can run the ball now, which is what they can do, which is what they should have done. They should have actually tried to keep running it. They had plenty of time. All they needed was 15 yards. Yep. Well, and I would, I would say the biggest discrepancy in that specific situation, we're talking Chargers' decision to go for it, fourth and one in their own end against Cleveland, is the fact that the numbers say you still have a 60% chance to win the game even if you fail. That, to me, that's the number I don't agree with whatsoever, where you're a first down away with over a minute to go of getting into field goal range. And that's exactly yeah, that's what Cleveland 60%. did. Matt rules out of work because that kid made a field goal from 64 yards. If that kid misses that field goal on the first Sunday of the NFL season, Matt Rule's still the head coach. Matt okay? Rule. So there's yeah. your 60%. Well, and and there and Cade York, who missed two field goals in that game for Cleveland. That's right. Uh, speaking of Matt Rule, he's now out of a job. There's a lot of injuries on the Carolina front, including the quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Is that addition by subtraction? We'll see. Line is going in one direction for the first game of the Steve Wilkes interim coach era. We'll get Michael's thoughts, break that all down. Panthers and Rams. We'll discuss that next as we continue on the Lombardi line. You're listening to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VEASAN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VEASAN NBA Betting Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Whole lot of injury news to get to, Michael, as we start getting into the week six card. And he's Michael Lombardi. I'm Ben Wilson. Patrick Baher back with us on the show on Thursday. And as we sit right now, one of those injury situations comes for the team that I think, Michael, a lot of people would be looking to back this week because it's that team in Carolina. First week after firing head coach Matt Rule with an interim coach and Steve Wilkes coming in, you would think, all right, maybe a bit of a morale boost coming in. New face, head coach out, interim in. Yet, Panthers will be without Baker Mayfield at quarterback, who has put up arguably the worst numbers of any qualified starting 32 quarterbacks this season. So if you're looking at it from the overall Panther perspective, you go into L.A., a struggling Rams team, and you're catching 11 here. But you have to start a guy in P.J. Walker now, the backup who has a career, two touchdowns and eight interceptions in 10 NFL appearances. Is there anything you can get behind Carolina in a situation where you're having to start a journeyman backup quarterback where you can see them keeping it competitive against a Ram team that has a lot of question marks in their own right coming in. Well, I mean, look, one thing we know for certain is no matter, you know, the Cowboys won a game last week with 10 completions. I mean, if you watch the Tennessee-Washington tape like I did yesterday, I mean, Washington just literally beat the hell out of Tennessee up front. I mean, just killed them up front, lost the game. I mean, because they made mistakes. And so when the Rams, when you watch the Rams and you see that they are, you know, just one of the worst teams in protecting the football, they can't run the ball, right? And so, and they haven't been able to create turnovers the last three weeks. And so to me, they got four turnovers in the opening game. They've had three since, and that was all against Atlanta. So, you know, the Carolina Panthers, whatever you say about the Matt Rule era. They were playing good defense. Their quarterbacking was as bad as it gets. I mean, it was as bad as it gets. I, I don't, I was never in love with Baker Mayfield, but I don't think I've ever seen Baker Mayfield play as poorly as he played mm -hmm. in the first five games. I mean, it was really bad. It was, he couldn't even throw a completion. 
I mean, it was really bad. You sit there and wonder, how was this guy the first pick overall in the draft? How? How is it even possible? But Carolina's defense is good. I mean, Carolina can play defense, and the strength of their team is their defensive front. They can run, They can get pressure on the quarterback. Just ask New Orleans. When they create turnovers like they did against New Orleans, they're going to win the game. That was the only game this season where they had a plus ratio. Every other game they've been in, they could have beaten Cleveland. They had a. They were in the lead in Cleveland, right? They got a bad, bad call against Burns on a rough of the passer, which was a joke, which gave 15 yards to Cleveland. They lose in the last second to the Giants, right? The Giants, you know, they got 275 yards against them. New Orleans, they win. Arizona, they're up 10-3 to at the half. They can't do anything on offense. And then San Francisco, basically, it's a 10-3 game, and then he turns it over. I I think 11 – I don't think the Rams are better than anybody by 11, frankly. Well, help me understand – I really don't. No, well, help me understand this then. Carolina, as you point out, defensively, really solid. Eighth in yards per play against on the defensive side. They're a group that's top 10 against the run defensively. Eighth in yards per drive allowed. Metrics that are really, really solid across the board. So as much as we say, all right, Matt Rule was the head coach responsible for a lot of things at the top. He goes and he's fired after a one and four start. Why do you fire the guy who's leading the defense then in Phil Snow? Where, where does that come from? Well, I, I think because you hired Steve Wilkes as your head coach, right? And so I listened to Jeff, to Jeff Tepper, the owner's press conference yesterday, and, and Steve Wilkes is going to be the head coach, and he's got, what, uh, he's got uh, 12 games to see if he can become a head coach again in the National Football League. So he wants to be able to put his guy in to run the defense, to call the defense, and, and Phil Snow would have to go, you know? And so they fired Phil Snow, who's been with – Matt rules since the temple days. And now Wilkes can kind of incorporate what he wants to do. It's it, it, according to Tepper, it was a fair, it was a chance to give him fairness, right? It was a chance to give him fairness to be this head coach. So we'll see. And I, I think to me, the defense has played when you look at it, the defense has played well enough to win games. Now last week they didn't stop the run. You know, they struggled to stop the run against C- Cleveland in the opening game, which killed them. Cleveland threw for 138 yards in that opening game. So they've got to play better in that area. But, you know, one thing I do know is is that this team doesn't think they're they're that bad. And, you know, after the game last week, the players were kind of like, like we got to get back, mm-hmm. we got to buy in. They didn't think Rule was going to get fired. But sometimes the change will lift you up. And I, I just think this Ram team is not the same. They're really not the same. They have no identity on offense. If I asked you to describe the Rams' offense, you would say Stafford to Cup. That's the only thing you could say. They can't run the ball on anybody. No, no, there are no other way to describe what the Ram offense is with a team that's 31st in, in yards per play on the offensive side of the ball. And as we discuss so often when handicapping NFL games, if you don't have an offensive line that can protect, it doesn't really matter what the other skill positions are. You're likely going to be exposed in so many situations. And we've seen down to a third-string center in L.A. with a retired left tackle in Andrew Whitworth. Is it that surprising that they've come out this year and been a bottom-10 offensive line graded out in, in most metrics, Michael? No, because I, I here's what I've said, okay? And, and let's, let's, let's just take a little journey back. When, when McVay gets there, he, he identifies a couple of the problems and he solved them really well. So he identifies that Goff can't really process. So... And he understands that the offensive line that he's inherited is not very good. And so they get Whitworth in there, and they run a play-action pass scheme. Remember, Todd Gurley outside zone, Todd Gurley inside zone, Todd Gurley averaging 10 yards per pass play. It was all play-action. All play To the Super Bowl year, it was all play-action, right? 
And when they had to get into a drop-back game, it wasn't very good. Goff wasn't very good. But what was he doing? He was hiding his line like San Francisco hides their line, and he was hiding the quarterback. Now he gets Stafford. He says to himself, I don't have to hide the quarterback anymore. I can just do whatever I want. Well, the problem is that line's still bad, and now it's exposed. Last year it kind of got mm-hmm. by with it. No Bloom filled in for Whitworth. It was okay, and they had some better players. But right now with no depth in the line, Stafford's getting the crap beat out of them. I mean, they've turned the ball over at, at, at you know, they turned the ball over 12 times in, in five games. I mean, he's just throwing interceptions left and right, and, and they're not playing well at all. You know, they beat Arizona. They can barely, they, they have it. They've had 100 yard rushing day. They can't run the ball. They're 32nd in rushing attempts, they're 32nd in rushing yards, they're 31st in rushing per average. They can't knock anybody off the ball. And one of only, yeah, four teams now. That's the problem. So now it's all, you know what they look like now to me, Ben? They look like the Detroit Lions when Stafford was there. And you're laying 10 and a half points. That's the line this week for for LA. We've seen it come down a little bit from the opener of 11 at home against Carolina. Rams at this point. I I don't care what anybody says. You can read PJ Walker's stats all you want, right? PJ, yeah, PJ Walker. I get him and PJ Tucker confused. I got PJs (laughs) on the brain, right? NBA about to start. you, You can read all the stats you want. Like, there's no chance. Like, that line moving from nine when Mayfield was playing to PJ at 11, like, that's a, like, like, seriously, the line should have gone the other way because there was, Mayfield was hurting the team, not helping the team. Like, that's, to me, one of the variances we can get as betters in this betting market. You know, now, it didn't play out this week when Miami went from Tua to Bridgewater, the line adjusted. Bridgewater gets hurt the first play. But there were a lot of people on Miami because they saw that variance wasn't, was too great in that marketplace with the guy missing but the guy gets hurt. So you got to be really careful when these quarterback, uh, the guy he's, he, there's no way Walker could play any worse than Mayfield. There's no chance he could play any worse than Mayfield. No chance. And the numbers tell you Mayfield has been the worst quarterback in the game so far. And so you could throw, you could throw you or me out there just handing the ball off to Christian McCaffrey 40 times. It would probably it be better matter. than what Mayfield was doing. It, it really is. If I don't turn it over, I got a chance. At least we have, I mean, look, Dallas won a game with 10 completions. Tennessee won a game really with doing nothing on offense. As long as you don't turn it over, as long as you stay connected. I mean, the Giants are living proof of that. You know, they're living proof of that. You know, they found a nice little rhythm against Green Bay. Green Bay did nothing to disrupt them. They ran the same five plays all over again all the time, and they won the game. Great coaching Mm -hmm. job by Kafka, Brian Dayball, Sir Don Martindale, all of them. And we're seeing that line again, how it related from Panthers plus nine and a half Mayfield out up to 11 little buyback down to 10 and a half. Uh, you make a lot of good points. It's, it's how can you, and how can you trust the Rams in a position like this? Uh, hey, speaking of the, the giants, before we hit a break uh, and you talk about injuries for week six, a lot of injuries continuing for the Ravens. It just seems like another one of those years, Marcus Williams, the safety, the latest he goes on IR. And as much as it seems like a one trick pony on offense for the giants, they found success with it, like you just talked about, and now you get a Ravens defense that's awfully banged up, Michael, coming into this week. Yeah, yeah. Look, and it, you know, and, and and they get Don Martindale, Sir Don Martindale. We'll talk about it in the next break. Sir Don Martindale going against Lamar Jackson, somebody's practiced against most of his career. So that is a fascinating matchup to watch coming forward uh, for this Week Six game. We've seen a little money come to the Giants. Open Ravens minus five and a half on the road, sitting a market wide flat five. 
right now. When we return, more discussion in the NFL as we get into week number six, our handicapping with Will Hill, VEASAN contributor. He stops by the show next as we continue. It's the Lombardi Line here presented by BetMGM on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's refer a friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. As we're back on the Lombardi line, our pro tip of the hour, of which we have one each and every hour, pretty simple. Thinking about handicapping coaches and what you what you see for coaches in one-score games, what you see for them in the uh, the difficult-to-determine down-and-distance spots. I know, Michael, you'd say a lot of those are not so difficult to determine, but Coaches sometimes well, uh, get we, inside their own guest, head. Our next guest is a, a, a big believer in the no-punt rule, so he can explain <laughs> Kevin Stefanski's decision to me. Yeah. I'm anxious to hear that. Will Hill uh, stops stops by right now. Good to see you, Will. That's not the uh, not the Will Hill. You can follow Will at. He's never Will Hill's never seen a punt he's liked. He's never, never seen, seen one. It's never amazing. Seen a punt. Never seen a punt. He's like, uh, we yes, we had the dis- the spirited discussion, Will, on that uh, that Browns Chargers uh, end game here earlier on in the show. And we we're also just talking though about this Rams team and how we're not really sure how you can trust them laying double digits digits to anybody, even a PJ Walker led Carolina team. Where are the betting markets at right now as far as just them? Futures wise, like yes, no to miss the playoffs. I would have to think they've moved to minus money to miss, but I know you found some numbers that would sell that would uh, at least say otherwise. Yes, we're going to have a new Super Bowl champion. The Rams are not going back to the Super Bowl. The Rams are not going to make the playoffs, and you can still get them plus 115 at BetMGM. At least it was the last wow. time I looked a few hours ago. This is just not a good team. They can't protect, they can't run the ball. I'm not sure Stafford makes it through the whole season. He's getting killed every play. Cool. They only have cup on offense in terms of weapons. They don't have a lot else. And look at look at their schedule. They're two and three. They still have to play road games at Green Bay, at Tampa Bay, at Kansas City, at the Chargers. They still have to play the 49ers, who we know always give them a hard time. Two and three. Uh, I, I don't see this getting better. This is like a six-win team. And if you look, the, the NFC North probably gets two teams in. NFC East maybe gets three. I mean, the Giants and Cowboys both four and one. They probably, those two teams, at least get to nine, ten. I don't think the Rams are a 500 team. Getting them at plus money to miss the playoffs, I think is a good bet. 
Well, I mean, look, but we know this bad offensive lines don't travel. And if you take this team out of the dome and travel them, now they went to Arizona and they won that game there, but when they go against some of these defensive fronts, like Carolina's front or some of these other fronts that they have to play, I don't know how they're going to block them. And I, I see more Detroit Matthew Stafford this year than I did any other time. I mean, he looks the same, turning the ball over. They can't protect him. I mean, I don't know if he's out of the hot tub yet. I mean, he, he got the – the living crap beat out of them last week. I mean, it was bad. And they can't protect them. And if you take away Cup, I don't know what they do. They can't run the ball. They can't knock anybody off the line of scrimmage. I'm with you. I, I think, to me, they're a paper tiger. Look, they were for, everything lined up for them last year. I mean, from the, you know, the dropped interception, you know, the overtime win against uh, the, the, the kick against Tampa Bay to win that game. I mean, the, they were, everything was aligned. But it might just be a one-time thing. It's, it was painful to watch in a lot of senses, watching Stafford just get, uh, get, get hit over and over and over. And so plus 115, that's a, that's a really intriguing price right now. Will Hill, you're on that. And you're also on some early action already here, looking at uh, week six in the NFL. Uh, we were just talking, you know, how do you downgrade or upgrade specific quarterback positions based on who's in and who's out? This Dolphin situation, it's hard really what, you know, to know what we were going to get because Teddy Bridgewater on his first snap gets concussed and leaves the game, goes to Skylar Thompson, the former Kansas State quarterback, rest of the game for the Dolphins, lose that game going away to the Jets. What do you make of the spot this week going back home to take on Minnesota as about a three-point dog, but still with a lot of lack of clarity here, Will, going on as far as who is actually going to be the QB? Yeah, I bet Miami plus three. I think this line assumes two is going to be out and assumes Teddy Bridgewater is going to be out. I'm not so sure Teddy Bridgewater is going to be out. Uh, reading the tea leaves, you know, reading up on all this, Sounds like Bridgewater cleared concussion protocol. It was more of a rib injury. The only reason he didn't go back in is they're being extra cautious. Obviously, everything that happened with two on Thursday night football. So I think two, uh, Teddy has a chance of playing. If he if he plays, this line's going to be about a pick him. I think if he plays, the wrong team's favored because I know Minnesota's 4-1. and one. Minnesota is not very good. They're, they can't cover the pass. They can't stop the run. Uh, look, they're 4-1, and one, but they've only played one true road game. That was at Philly where they just got destroyed on Monday night football. Uh, look, if, if Skylar Thompson plays, this is probably a fair number. Maybe it ticks up a hair. You can buy out of it. But if uh, Teddy plays, which is a big part of my handicap here, I think we got like a pick em game. Uh, I like Miami. I just think Waddle, Hill, I expect Hill to play. I mean, Minnesota, trust me, they are not going to be able to cover those guys. They can't cover anybody. They've just had a pillow soft schedule. They've won some close games. But this Minnesota team is not very good. You know, but but I, I would be concerned here about Tyreek Hill. He left the game in a boot, right? And, you know, that's always worrisome. And, you know, it, it looks like he aggravated it. It was going in. It was questionable whether he was going to play or not, and he played. And then with, with a young quarterback or even with Teddy, this offensive line tends to be – but I, I got to say this to you. I watched the Chicago-Minnesota game. I agree. Minnesota's mm -hmm. not very good on defense, but, but – Minnesota will move the ball on, on Miami. I mean, Miami's not very good on defense either. As much as, you know, last year they were coming around, they play way too much man-to-man. -man. I mean, Zach Wilson throws three – I mean, they, they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. That's a close game into the fourth quarter, and the Jets took it over. And that's a total that's gone down to 45, 45 and a half as well. And again, as you're talking about, Will, assuming Skylar Thompson is playing – that that feels a little light to me if you're looking at what what uh, Michael just talked about. Cousins starts 17 to 17 Sunday in that win against the Bears, and yet Minnesota could not protect at one point a 21-3 lead. So that that's also an interesting line there. But will on Miami for now 
at plus three. How about the line in, in the big matchup of the week? Bills Chiefs, after what we saw last night, Chiefs get the win by one, fail to cover his touchdown favorites against the Raiders. And as we go to Kansas City, marquee kickoff late afternoon window for Sunday. Seeing the Bills around a three-point favorite with the Lions reopening, Will, what side do you like in this one? Yeah, I might have to wait to see who's refereeing the game uh, this week. That <laughs> yeah. was just a total black eye for the league last night. That was just a disgrace. Um, but I like the Chiefs here. Uh, I, I'm not going to overthink it. I get Mahomes. I get Andy Reid. I'm at home. I get a field goal. To me, this is still going to be what it usually is between these two teams. Last team with the ball kind of game. Uh, I'm going to take the three here with the Chiefs. I'm surprised they're giving you the whole field goal. You know what? Maybe the Bills win it by a field goal. Bills are slightly the better team than the Chiefs, but that's a big home field advantage. That crowd's going to be roaring. Uh, I like the Chiefs here plus the points. Yeah, I mean, look, I, yeah, they're going to play against a better defense than than they saw last night. It's a short week. You know, I think this McDermott and uh, Leslie Frazier defense is hard. I think Mahomes has got to be perfect. I mean, look, the Raiders are the Raiders are not – I think the Raiders are a really good one-and-four team. They're good. They should be. They should have won more than one game. But they, they gave them all they could handle. I mean, Buffalo going to come in there – this man-to-man that they're going to try to play, they couldn't work it again. I mean, they doubled Adams, and he still made plays last night. How are they going to handle if McKenzie plays? Is that, are they going to handle him? How are they going to handle Gabe Davis? They couldn't handle him in the last game. If they protect, if Buffalo protects, I, I, I don't know. This Buffalo team, I think they're really they're, – they're, they're different. I mean, I think there's a separation between Buffalo and Kansas City in terms of the AFC. And your highest you total on the board. What, what, yeah. what do you think this line closes? Sorry to jump in. What do you guys think this line closes at? Uh, I, I would not be surprised if it ticked to three. And I, I don't know if the book's going to want to give you the half point. I don't think so. You know, so. so I think it's going to tick around. I think if they gave you the half point, Kansas City people would play Kansas City yeah. under your yes. same logic. But I think that game last night, Will, I think that game influenced people. I mean, Kansas City had to be perfect. They had four drives of over 10 plays. They were four for four in the red area. I mean, the one thing you could take from that tape is the way Pack Ram and the Raider defense handled Kelsey outside of the red zone. Guy averaged 3-7 a catch, you know, and it was hard for them to get going. And the Raiders' corners are not as good as, as they need to be. I mean, if the Raiders were better at corner, they would have been able to get off the field on third down. Just seeing where the market's going right now, a couple books East Coast have gone down to two and a half, and a lot of the threes now are juiced minus 120 on the KC side. You have to think this probably stays right around three unless we get significant injury news one way or the other, which as of now we're not really expecting. That classic song and dance. There's going to be a lot of support for the Chiefs at three and a half. I would think a lot of support for Buffalo at two and a half. I would think it would probably land three. But what, before we get you out of here, Will, Sounds like are you are you believing in the Zach Wilson led Jets? Are you, you drinking the Kool Aid there in New York? Again, I'm curious what your numbers are, Lombardi. I just can't get the seven with this number. Uh, I think the Jets have more talent than people realize. When you look at the skill guys, Elijah Moore, Wilson, Hall, uh, that's pretty decent talent, better than what they've had. And Green Bay, on the other hand, they just don't have anybody that can win one on one. They remind me of a pitching staff in baseball with a bunch of fourth and fifth starters like Lazard. You know, Mercedes Lewis Cobb, there's just not that guy that can dominate one-on-one. Jets have pretty good corners. I just don't see how you get the seven Packers coming off a London game. I make this a little under seven. I, I think there's some value here on the Jets. I'm I, I haven't I'm working on my numbers today. Mm-hmm. This is usually what I do, but I can honestly tell you, I don't I don't think this is good for me. My numbers are not going to reflect seven. It'll be south of seven for sure. We could have a whole discussion hour two on the Packers and what the and what is going wrong right now in Green Bay. Yeah, there you Thanks, Packers. Will. Uh, They're your Packers. They are. I don't know. At least for now, they are. Uh, Thanks to Will. We'll come back. Hour number two next on the Lombardi line. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote we are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.